This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number two, Sunday edition of the show. Thanks for stopping by. Talking to you at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM. In about oh, half hour or so, Mets and Yankees will both be taking the field. Excuse me. And hope that uh, both will have a little better night than they had last night. <laughs> it was a tough day for both teams. Uh, we, we've been taking your phone calls. Yankees and Mets at 1-800-919-3776. Getting your thoughts there. And my question to the Yankee fans has been, what, what can be done now? What are you looking for? What needs to change from this team? You can't make any moves. Can you shuffle the lineup a little bit? I mean, a couple of had the callers say that, you know, move, move Judge out of the leadoff spot. Normally he's batting number two. And you guys know about sabermetrics. That's why you want your guy to be, he's the best player in your lineup. You want him to hit as much as possible. You want to see him, you know, as much as you can, right? So uh, that's why he's batted so high in the lineup, okay? So you want him number one or number two, okay? So, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is just losing it. So that's the scenario you want there, right? And I get it. I get it. And I get what Aaron Boone's trying to do. He's trying to boost his club a little bit to see if they can do something, something, anything <laughs> to turn things around. All right? I get it. I get it. I mean, that's his job. He's supposed to try to do something, okay? And that's really what he can do at this point because of the fact that they're not hitting. i get to more calls in a second, but let me first take a little – situation and take time out and talk a little bit about the Mets and hear from Buck Showalter. The big story yesterday was not that the Mets lost to the Nationals, even though for me, listen, you're not going to win them all. I'm a series guy. Okay. You win series. We're good. Just keep winning series. Keep winning series. We're all right. Keep winning series. And you, you can't worry about Atlanta. You look at them, you know that they're going to be right there. Can they overtake you? You have, you have, the only thing you can control is winning your games and make it as tough as possible for when you face them. That's it. And at the end, when you face them at the end, as long as you have more than a one-game lead, you're in good shape. Okay, you are. So that's the whole thing there. But last night, Max Showalter, Max Showalter, Max Scherzer pulled himself out of a game, and here's what Buck, Show, Buck Showalter said happened to Max. Felson, you know, Probably could have continued to pitch, but just didn't think it was a good idea. He had some left side fatigue that he didn't want to push through. <laughs> That's really exactly what it was. You know, he didn't ask to come out. Max never going to do that. Just feedback and stuff that was going on. But just didn't think it was a good idea to push it. And we're hopeful he'll make his next start. All right, Max. So what did you feel when you left the game? Uh, I just had general fatigue on the left side. wasn't anything specific. Uh, I don't have any strains. It just... Left side was getting uh, tired uh, a lot quicker uh, than usual, um, and so, you know, given the, it, it, this was a precautionary move, move given the, the history of the oblique here. So, was there a scenario where I could go out there and pitch a six and be okay? Yeah, that could have happened. Um, but if I went out there in the six and I got hurt, there's no way I could come in here and look the guys in the face and, and say that I made the right decision. So, um, better to be safe and sorry in this in this scenario. Just let my you know I got an extra day coming in uh, for the you know, you know, after this, um, you know, just rest up and get ready for the next start. All right, Max. So will you have to go through further tests? 
You never know. Uh, they might want to just take a picture or take a look, but uh, there, there's nothing that happened. I didn't throw a weird pitch. You know, didn't have anything go. Nothing tightened up. You know, nothing like tightened up. I just had general fatigue overall on my left side, um, and so you know that's where you can run an injury um, is when you're pitching through fatigue, uh, and so that was one. That was the reason, um, you know, to come out. Do you expect you'll make your next start? Yeah, I would expect to make my next start, uh, especially given that I have an extra day. Uh, like I said, I didn't hurt myself. Let us get some days off, and I should be feeling good pretty pretty soon. I hope so. Because once again, uh, as I said earlier, that's the only thing that really concerns you for the Mets as far as their postseason. Are they a very good team? Absolutely. Are they an excellent team? Yes. With Scherzer and DeGrom, or DeGrom-Scherzer at the top of the rotation, are they a great team? Yeah, they are. They are. Because they give you, they provide a matchup that's hard for you to compare with. It's hard for you to match up. To have that type of dominance at the top of a rotation makes a difference. It just does, especially in the short series. Especially in the short series. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens, and we'll see how that, uh, you know, how that works. And hopefully, he'll be able to make his next start. But ultimately, it's really about trying to be as healthy as possible after this month. Going into October in the postseason, you want to be as healthy as possible. Everybody, offensively, pitching, relieving, as a team, you want to be as healthy as possible. That's what you need to get going. That's what you need to be successful. All right? No doubt about that. Jason Newberg, what's up, Jay? Hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I, I, thanks for having me. I just you got it. Uh, wanted to comment that uh, – just all those trades and transactions that Cashman did at the trading deadline, man, that totally have backfired on him big time. Uh, literally three of the four guys he's got, Benintendi, Efros, Ada, they were on the DL. I mean, he, he wasn't able to get anyone at the trading deadline to actually give a shot in the arm to this ball club. So that, that has totally blew up in his face. And the pitching – for whatever reason, man, he just cannot get that right. I'm not sure what it is. I mean, he's tried. I'm sure he's tried. I think his situation is that he tries to also get these guys, these pitchers, more like a reclamation project and, 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 and budget on, on, the, on the value budget side than going out there and getting these studs that are proven commodities. I mean, Castillo, he should have just went all out for him. I get the prospects and all that. Volpe, uh, this kid that came up, uh, whoever else is there. But he doesn't give him an opportunity anyway as far as uh, the prospects to play. So why not go all in? You know, you, you had, supposedly you had a great, what, uh, at the first half, I mean, this team was rolling on all cylinders. And, man, this is, the, the, the complete collapse is something to behold. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like this. You're not alone, Jay. Thanks for the phone call. You're not alone. It's it's, it's tough to it's it's really tough to watch, and it's it's tough to watch. It's even tougher to explain. Okay, it just is like how how does this how does a team with this payroll and this talent have this problem? Okay, and 
You know, we always say that these guys are going to hit to the back of the baseball card. Well, they haven't. They have not. They have not hit to the back. They, they haven't hit close to the back of the baseball card. All right? So, I mean, and once again, I know Boone's supposed to try to do something. He's moving people up and down the lineup, but here's the bottom line, okay? You got Benintendi now on the IL, so Esteban Florial is back up. I mean, this kid's been up a lot. When is he when is he going to be the guy that – when is he going to produce while he's up here? He's had a lot of opportunities. I mean, let's be fair. He's had some opportunities to do something. Let's see if he can help him out this time. They need a spark badly. Badly. And they just have not been able to get it. They have not. And I don't know where it's coming from. I really don't. I really don't. It's scary. It is simply scary. And I don't know when uh, they're going to turn it around. Hey, maybe it's today in Tampa. 1-800-919-3776. We'll go over the uh, lineups for the Yankees and the Mets, and also we'll turn our attention to some football. It's the last Sunday before the regular season. How are you feeling about your Jets and Giants? Huh? We'll get your thoughts. But first... ESPN is celebrating the return of football with the back-to-football viewing party with Peter Rosenberg on Thursday night, September 8th, as the new season kicks off. Come watch the season opener at the Ainsworth. It's located at 310 Sinatra Drive over in Hoboken, New Jersey. Peter will be joined by the 98.7 promo team with Anita Marks as they give away back-to-football prize packs and tickets to select 2022 Jets games. ESPN New York's Back to Football Night brought to you by Modelo, Jack Daniels, FanDuel, Sportsbook, and Leafly. Your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go through a couple of lineups for you today, shall we? Let's give you the, uh, before we turn our attention to some football, here's the Yankees starting lineup for you as they face Tampa. Uh, To one of the callers who called last hour, Aaron Boone did not listen to you. Aaron Judge batting leadoff, playing center. DJ LeMahieu at first place at first base, batting second. Cabrera in the right field, hitting third. Stanton is hitting cleanup as your DH. Donaldson at third, hitting fifth. IKF your shortstop, hitting sixth. Hicks in left field, batting seventh. Peraza playing second, batting eighth. And Kyle Higashioka is catching and batting ninth against Sean Armstrong with a two and one record, four point seven two ERA. And 52 strikeouts facing Frankie Montas. 4 and 11, 3.94 ERA, 129 the strikeouts. For the Yankees, for the Mets, Carlos Carrasco on the hill against Eric Fetty of the Nationals. Brandon Nimmo leading off playing center. Starling Marte in right, hitting second. Francisco Lindor at short, batting third. Pete Alonso hitting cleanup at first. Vogelback is your DH. McNeil at second, batting six. Connor in right field, batting. Excuse me, Connor in left field, batting seventh. Escobar at third, batting eighth, batting eighth. And Thomas Nito is catching and batting ninth. Those are your lineups for the Mets and Yankees as they try to get both, try to get back on the winning track today. Okay. This is going to be an interesting season. For both local teams, right? This is going to be an interesting season for the Jets and the Giants. Obviously, the Giants, this is about evaluation. But but actually, when you look at their schedule, they could win enough games that messes up what they want to do draft-wise. 
Okay, I'm just saying. Their schedule is not that bad. They have a schedule where they could find a way because I expect Brian Dayball to be more aggressive offensively, right? I expect him to be more creative offensively. I expect that this team will find ways to reach the end zone, which they could not do under the previous coaches. Their touchdown and red zone efficiency has been brutal. It's been bad. I expect him to be more creative, obviously, you know, uh, with Daniel Jones. I expect Daniel Jones to, I mean, he's been efficient so far with what he's seen. He's done some nice things. I expect Dabo to put him in, in, in better position. I expect, I know he's going to put Saquon Barkley in better positions because he's already done that so far that we saw in the preseason. Had him lining up in the backfield, taking passes, swing passes, lining him up as a receiver. So he's done a really, really good job there. So I expect that they will be better offensively than they've been. The big question is going to be, and we keep picking on him and picking on him and picking on him. It's not fair, but we're going to continue to pick on him until he produces, and that's Kenny Galladay. The receiving core of the Giants has to be able to make some plays. They just do. Kenny Galladay's got to make some plays. Sterling Shepard, when he gets back on the field, has got to make some plays. And Kadarius Toney's got to make some plays. And that will help them offensively if they can do that. Defensively, listen, the strength of this Giants team is up front. Okay, they have to pressure the quarterback. Uh, You know Wink Martindale. You've been watching him as an NFL fan. You know what he's brought to the table in, in Baltimore. They, they, he's going to bring that same style. It's a physical defense that likes to pressure the quarterback and force you into mistakes. And he's going to blitz from everywhere. He's blitzing, getting off the team bus. He's blitzing, coming out of the locker room. That's what he does. He's been successful at it. The question is going to be, will he be able to, not the question, here's the deal. They've got to get to the quarterback. Otherwise, their secondary is going to be in big trouble. So I think they'll be... They will win. They could win more games than you think. All right. They could win more games than you think. But once again, you really want to make sure that you win games, but you don't want to win enough that you mess up your position drafting. And you have to answer a bunch of questions as to who's going to be a part of this team going forward. Right. That's what you need to see. That's it. This is an evaluation year for the New York football giants. And in the way they and on the way they may win some games. The Jets are a little different. Okay, the Jets are a team that also are trying is in an evaluation position and that's the quarterback position. That's the evaluation. They have upgraded the talent in the backcourt, in the backcourt. In the backfield, they've upgraded the talent at receiver. They've added some depth at tight end. This is a better offensive team and they they're better at, on the offensive line. Although, if you're a Jets fan, you would like to have had them have some more time to play together because then they are more comfortable understanding what they have to do and getting to know each other and, you know, the the unforeseen thought process of things that you have to do. Okay, where it becomes instinct and you guys are thinking on the same page. All right, that that's what you really want, right? That's the next step. So you really would want this group to play together, but with injuries and changes, it is what it is, right? So... They've had a couple of days off. They'll get back to work tomorrow or Tuesday, and then they, you know, roll right through and get ready for the Baltimore Ravens at home in the game you'll hear right here next Sunday on 98.7 ESPN. Dan Grossa and Greg Butler will have your pregame, and Bob and Marty, Bob with Susan, Marty Lines will have the game for you.
So that that's the whole thing, is for for the for the Jets with all the hoopla that's been, with all the the, the draft choices, and listen, Gardner shows potential. Okay, Hall shows potential. That there's been some guys that they've drafted who show potential in the preseason. All right, but it doesn't mean a thing until you get to the regular season and you see what these guys have when they're tested and they're not playing against teams that are giving you vanilla defenses, okay, and offenses. There are teams that are going to scheme specifically against what you didn't do well last year. There's going to be teams that are going to uh, the pace is faster. Everything is quicker than what you saw in preseason. It's a different speed. And so the young players have to be ready for that and have to understand that and have to be able to minimize their mistakes, okay? That's the bottom line for this team. Ultimately, right, it's about what Zach Wilson does, okay? Don't think he's going to play game one. You figure Joe Joe Flacco is going to start that game whenever Zach Wilson comes back. And for me, he should not come back until he's healthy, okay? But it should be, I would think he he should be healthy before the four games to start the season. And those are four winnable games. They are. You, If the Jets can start out two and two, Three and one would be unbelievable. But if they could start out two and two, then they they should have a really good chance going into that gauntlet that they have that's much tougher. Okay, much tougher. You got Green Bay, you got Denver, you got some other teams. And the AFC, we know the AFC is tough anyway. But the AFC, I mean, let's face it. Okay, Baltimore's going to be tough. It's going to be physical, right? You know that. Cleveland, you know, Miles Garrett, defensively, going to be tough. But offensively, you know, it's not exactly Deshaun Watson, the quarterback, and Jacoby Brissett. Doesn't mean Jacoby Brissett can't beat you. He's an NFL quarterback. But nevertheless, that's a winnable game. Okay? Pittsburgh is a winnable, is a winnable game. So while they figure out who's going to be their quarterback, so you have to be able to take advantage and win the games you're supposed to win. We can debate about what the win record is and so on and so forth with this Jet team. It's, it's really about, is Zach Wilson, when he comes back, are you confident at the end of the season, is Zach Wilson the, the franchise quarterback that you want? That's what this is about. All right? Has he learned? Is he minimizing mistakes? Are you... In some of the games, at least, are you competitive against Green Bay? Are you competitive against Denver? Did you have a chance to squeak some wins out against teams that nobody expected you to beat? That's what you want to see. So the win total can fluctuate. If, if we're going by win totals, I mean, come on. Seven? Is seven wins too much to ask from this team this year? Seven and ten. I know you won four games last year. Could you be 7-10? and 10? I don't think that's too much to ask. With the talent that you see offensively around you, I think you should be able to be, at that point, 7-10 and 10 should be good. Minimum. Minimum. Because after that gauntlet of stress that you have in the middle of the season, coming out of your bye week, it gets much easier. It gets much easier at the end. So 
That's going to be the trick for this Jet team, and that's going to be what I think about the Giant team. What do you guys think? 1-800-919-3776. We'll take your calls in a minute. But first, join us in celebrating the return of football with Bart and Han live from Margaritaville in Times Square on Thursday, September 8th, as the new NFL season kicks off. They're live from noon to 3 with giveaways for guests in attendance and special appearances from, get this, Hall of Famer Dan Marino, ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter, and Jets great center Nick Mango. It's brought to you by DraftKings, Slomans, Dos Hombres, and Margaritaville Resort Times Square. Head to Margaritaville this football season and enjoy $20 beer buckets and $6 margaritas. Hmm. Plus $3 off any appetizer during the NFL or college games. We'll take your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, stream live sports and original content with ESPN Plus today. You get access to the award-winning 30 for 30 library, unrivaled UFC access, including exclusive pay-per-views, live coverage of 35 PGA Tour events each year. So get the ESPN Plus and Disney Plus bundles today and watch ESPN Originals, the 3030s, the entire Disney and Marvel library, and more. Stream anytime, anywhere. Go to ESPNNewYorkBundle.com to learn more. 1-800-919-3776. I'll get your thoughts on uh, a little Jets, a little Giants. We'll throw some basketball in as well. Speaking of basketball, we'll be talking uh, some basketball at the top of the hour next hour. We're going to be joined by a couple of friends. And um, as you know, over the years, I've had the pleasure of chatting with the Cruz family. And the Cruz family have been just tremendous in Orchard Beach, up in the Bronx, New York, for Hoops in the Sun. They've had tournaments there for a number of years. They've done great. It's been great for the community. And we're going to have the MVPs of this recent uh, season summer tournament will join us uh, at the top of the hour. So that's going to be fun. And then at 2.30, we're going to be joined by my good friend, uh, Jamal Bailey, the New York State Senator up in that area. And uh, he's not talking politics. He's only talking sports. I'm telling you this right now. He is a phenomenal sports fan. We're going to get his thoughts on what's going on with the Mets and the Yankees. You know, little Donovan Mitchell. You know, we, we got a lot to do with Jamal Bailey. So that's what's coming up next hour. But right now, we're talking to you on the phones. Chris is in Queens. What's up, Chris? Hey, Larry. How you doing, man? Great. How are you? What you say, Larry, just I agree with everything you said. Okay. That's good. I say seven to ten. I say six to seven wins. Okay. Is that too much after? No. Uh, Six wins. Listen, I'll take, as I was talking to, um, and thanks for the phone call, Chris. I was just having this discussion with um, um, Mr. Leo, who's back at the studio. And he was, he's a diehard Jet fan. And he's telling me, he thinks I'm aiming too high for seven wins. And I might be. I will, I will admit to you readily right here, I might be. But I'm looking at the talent on this team. I think that from an offensive standpoint, how they use the tight end will definitely help Zach Wilson move the ball. I think they're going to be able to run the football a little bit, and that's going to take some pressure off Zach Wilson. So I think they'll be able to score some. Defensively, do I have some doubts about them? Yeah. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, Sauce Gardner is going to be tested. He comes out never having given up a touchdown in college, and they're going to go at him on the first play of the game. (laughs) This is not college, young fellow. Welcome to the NFL. And you've got, listen, you've got stop and go routes. You've got slants. You've got all the different tricks of the trade uh, from veteran receivers that are really going to test him. Okay? But I just feel that, okay, they had four wins last year. Okay? Four. 
I think they can find a way to come up with three, uh, three other wins. Now, if they have six wins, but they're in every game and they lose to better teams that, you know, are better. They lose to Green Bay. Okay, they lose to Green Bay 27-20. You're not going to kill them. That's not bad. Okay, that's not bad. You lose to Denver, uh, you know, 28-24, 28-20, 28-14. Okay, depending on what happened in the game, okay, I, I don't expect them to beat Green Bay. I don't expect them to beat Denver. But at least I expect them with all I'm hearing about Zach Wilson and how he's improved, he got a better command of the offense, the, the pieces they put around him. I think the defense is a little better than what it's been last year. It can't be worse. I mean, you think of that Colts game. I mean, I think, uh, you know, me and a couple of other guys could have gone through the holes as big as those holes were side by side because they just had no answer for that. So I'm expecting them to be that, that much better this year. All right, the first four, see, for me, the first four are key. If they can find a way to go two and two, if, if they can find a way to go two and two, I think they have a pretty good, then they only need to find three wins over the next, over the rest of the season, three or four wins over the next of the season. I mean, I think they could do it. I really do. But listen, I get it. It's the Jets. I know Jet fans are discouraged. I know that most of them just want to see what happens with uh, Zach Wilson. And ultimately, that is the that is the real deal, right? It's ultimately about, is Zach Wilson the quarterback for this team? That's the number one thing you want to find out. And part of that is, is he able to will this team and find a way to pilot this team to get some wins that uh, you might not have thought they've gotten? So it will be interesting to see. Goldie's in Jersey. What's up, Goldie? Hey, what's going on, my man? Thank you so much for taking my call. I enjoy hearing you all the time. Thank, Thank you. you. And that's the positive. The negative is enough with these Jets fans going berserk about their team. Zach Wilson is Ricky Schroeder. He is a pretty boy that can't take a hit. And the Jets over-under is seven? Come on. If that over-under was two, I'd take the under. This is the only team that doesn't win, but everyone thinks they're going to be great. Win one time. Give me a winning season. Win a, win a close game. Do something that shows that you're not the Bears, bad news bears of professional football. I am taking the under, and, uh, you know, I will take anyone in New York's bet that they go under in wins this year because they're the New York Jets. They're still the Jets. I don't care. Shiny up their uniform. Get them Braxton Berrios. They're 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 a disaster. They're an app. They're they're a disaster. And I love the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Thanks. Goldie. Thanks for the phone call. I love that, <laughs> and I love the Jets. <laughs> He's beaten down. He's beaten down. I get it. I get it, Goldie. I understand. I've been covering this team for a long time. I know what you mean. But I do think, you know, listen. Goldie is is in a situation where he's. He doesn't want to get burned. He doesn't want to be hurt by this team. So he's expecting nothing. And then he could always say he's surprised, right? And, you know, listen, I, I get that. But I do think that there are some things that you can bet on them that they're going to be better than. I think they'll be better defensively. I think they'll be better offensively. I just do. Uh, now, I don't know what Zach Wilson is, Goldie. You know, I, I don't think he's Ricky Schroeder. 
But I do think that he is a guy who has improved. Let me tell you where I'm concerned about. Let me tell you where I'm concerned about Zach Wilson. Here's what concerns me about him. While I appreciate his honesty and comfort in running the off-script plays that allows him to bootleg and get yardage, I respect that, and I realize that as a quarterback, that's what you need to do. It's about you moving the football, keeping the ball going down the field, not getting negative plays. So I understand that. My concern is that I don't know that he finishes his reads down the field before he just takes off, okay? And ultimately, in not doing that, and I think part of that comes from, A, not wanting to turn the football over, and B, just feeling comfortable with being able to move the football. His thought process and decision-making, that's what you need to see that has to improve. And I think if, uh, you know, the uh, floor can continue to be on the same page with him, put him in positions where he should have more time to throw. Okay. I think the quick things to the tight, quick passes to the tight end, running the football, doing some no huddle on occasion, changing tempo to keep defenses off stride. I think these are the things that help your young quarterback. Just give him some easy throws to start the game. Put him in a position where he builds his confidence, okay? And then once you run the football and get to your tight ends and then you stretch out a little bit on a couple of plays, do some play action, then these are the things that will help him be a better quarterback. I just want to, when he's running, he also needs to look down the field a little bit, and I don't know that he does that enough. So these are the things that we'll watch and see if he improves that. But really, the whole game plan, when you talk to anybody – from the Jets, and they've been a bunch of them have been on our air. It's about this team is going to run the football, short passing game, and hopefully you have an opportunity to get it to your playmakers going down the field. All right. Hopefully that will be a situation that you'll be able to make some plays with. Okay. That's what you're looking for if you're a Jet fan. And if you're able to get that, you might be surprised at what happens this year. Okay, you might be you might be surprised because I do think that they can be a little better than they've been in the past. But once again, it all it all depends on that, and it depends on their ability to not to cut down on these unforced errors, these offside penalties, you know, offsides on third and two, or you stop them. Okay, it's third down. You, you stop the players, it's fourth down, and then it's offside, and you give them the first down. It's third and 15, you give up 16. These are the things, you know, that, that too many men on the field. These are the, the unforced errors that have killed this franchise over and over and over, despite the coach, despite the general manager, despite everything, despite the players. These are the things that have just made you just shake your head at this Jet team. And do I expect them to go out and beat a Baltimore Ravens team in week one at home with a quarterback that's going to be angry that he's not making more money than Russell Wilson? That's a tough order to start with, ladies and gentlemen. That's not going to be easy. But how they perform in that game, and offensively aside, because you're probably going to get Joe Flacco there, but how they perform defensively in that game will tell me a lot about this team. It will.
1-800-919-3776. More calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Time for Diamond Notes brought to you by 2 by London, the engagement shop at London Jewelers. Oh, he did it again. Aaron Judge batting leadoffs gives the Yankees a 1-0 lead. He goes deep, and I mean deep, high and deep, high and deep. 50, yes, yeah, solo home run. He's batting leadoff. Solo home run. Now, will he be able to hit another one later in the game? That's the question because he seems to be the only one that's hitting for the Yankees. So the Yankees up one nothing, And and the other question is going to be, will uh, Frankie Montas be able to lower his ERA? His ERA as a Yankee is 7.01. 7.01. Carlos Carrasco is getting up an early run against Washington, so they lead one nothing as they bat in the top of the first at City Field. And, um, you know, I just get a little nervous when uh, – when the big fellow, Luke Voigt, is at the bat. That's Diamond Notes, brought to you by 2 by London, the engagement shop by London Jewelers. Pick or design the perfect engagement ring to fit every budget at any of their six area locations. Talk to you on the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Jose is in Newark. Jose, you're next on 98.7. Hey, man. How you doing? Thanks for taking the call. You got it, Jose. What's up, my friend? So... The notion like your last caller who seems to think that the Jets are eternally doomed to pretty much being bad for the rest of their existence, just, you know, it, it makes me laugh because if we look at the great teams that, that we all celebrate now, the Warriors, the Spurs, the Bulls the Bulls with Michael, and just the, the Patriots, all of these teams were punchlines until they got the right coach and they made the right draft picks. And it's as simple as that. I don't know what Zach Wilson is right now, but if we look at the positives, we have a GM that at least gets it. We have a head coach that seems to be respected, and you think he's better than what we've had in the past, and they've made a number of good picks and positive picks throughout the entire roster, including their best tight end course ever, ever. We've never been able to get a good tight end there. So there's a lot of pieces there to be happy about, good running backs, a better offensive line. So, yeah, it's all about Zach Wilson and whether he's the guy and whether he'd be able to use all of those things. But people got to remember, especially as Jets fans, that the teams right now that are great and that everybody loves and lauds and thinks that they're the ideals in their leagues, they had times in their, in their history where they absolutely stunk for decades. So if they could get it right, why can't we? You know, it's just about getting the right pieces. And, yeah, you need a centerpiece talent, especially in football. You need a quarterback. And I think we picked a good one. I just hope he can stay on the field and not get hurt. That's a, a conversation for another day. But there is a chance. We might just be able to, to turn a corner. And, um, you know, maybe I'm a bit too much of an optimistic Jet fan. There aren't too many of us. But I feel good going into the season. I think we got a shot of, of shocking a lot of people and building off of this. And I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm not going to be that doomsday guy who just completely, you know, figures out a way to just be miserable. I just don't feel that you, you even have a reason to do that at this point. I think they've made some strides. So I'm going in hoping for the best, man, and, and I think we're going to have some, you know, a lot of things that we can hand out, you know, feel come, feel good about. You know, I really do. I think that's going to be All right, Jose. I hear what you're saying. Thanks for the phone call. I, I understand. I, I agree with you. Uh, but I also understand why fans are down, Okay. This is a team that has not been to the postseason in 
decade, a couple of, in a decade, um, over a decade. And, you know, this is the team that's the longest team that's not been to the postseason in the National Football League. It's, it's scary. And while you were there, listen, you, were, you went to back-to-back AFC championships. That's 09 and 10. That's a long time ago. And especially in the league where as bad as they've been, you would think that they would have made better picks from the draft choices that would have turned them around. So that's why I understand what you're saying, Jose, and, you, and I'm glad you are a positive Jet fan. But I do understand why Jet fans are so miserable because they haven't had sustainable success. They don't know what that's like. They, they haven't been that fortunate to be able to look and it's just their teams have not been competitive. I mean, you know, I mean, and the choices they've made just haven't worked out. Adam Gase, Adam Gase is one of the, I mean, Adam Gase was awful. He was awful. Okay? Awful. Other than the guy in Jacksonville last year, we would still be talking about Adam Gase as being an awful quarterback, uh, head coach. Okay? Awful. Uh, Some positive thinking for the Yankees. Positive. Uh, You ready? Aaron Judge, 53 home runs, single season. That's a career high for him. Remember, 52 in his rookie year, quote-unquote. Also, his third leadoff home run, despite batting leadoff only 11 times this season. Most importantly, though, most importantly, Yankees are 4-0 when hitting a leadoff home run. So they have a chance to stop the streak. Why are you looking at me with Frankie Montas on the mound? Stop. Tim's in Manhattan. Hey, Tim. Hey, thanks for taking my call. You got Hope it. Well. Hey, a couple quick hits. I'll start Go. off with the Knicks. Uh, Want to get your feeling on my thoughts. Glad they didn't back up the truck and give away three unprotected picks, RJ, maybe even Toppin for a guy that's a diminutive little guard who does not play defense. Uh, so that's my first take. Second, we'll move on to the Yanks. And if, if they don't <laughs> pull this back out, I think you got a clean house with uh, the GM and the coach, and you got to start fresh next year. Because this is just inexcusable, you know, way too much top-heavy with Stanton with, you know, one starter and with potential for judge contract. I don't see how you can continue. Last but not least, uh, Giant fans need to be patient. Gettleman destroyed this team, and I think we're going to struggle, but I think uh, we're in good hands. Maybe we get two, three wins and some great draft picks. I think that, you know, optimistically would be great here for the Giants get a nice quarterback next year or top stud early in the draft. What are your thoughts? I hear you, Tim. Uh, A couple of things. Uh, Thanks for the phone call, first of all. Secondly, I agree with you. I think if they, depending on how bad this finishes for the Yankees, you have to make some changes. You, you, You cannot come back with everybody intact like nothing happened. And they have some contracts that, you know, that they they're looking at kind of cross eyed and it, and it's unfortunate. It just hasn't worked out for them. I mean, Aaron Hicks is making 10 million a year. That's not a lot of money. It's not, but he hasn't produced. What are you going to do with him? I love Luis Severino. Can't stay healthy. What are you going to do with him? I mean, he comes back. I mean, he's out again. He'll come back. Hopefully he can uh, help you down the stretch. Uh, Nesta Cortez, I think has been a great story this year. He's been excellent. Uh, but, you know, this collapse, this is this is bad. This is bad. And it's been consistent. See, that's the tricky thing. It's not just been a week. It's 50 games. Over the 50 games, they've been horrible. They're like they can't play. And you're going to look at this one run, and, and here's what Yankee fans are thinking. Oh, my God. 
this is it. <laughs> We're not getting another run today. As far as the Giants are concerned, I agree with you. They have to be. Dave Gellerman did a brutal job in running this team. Okay, brutal at the GM spot. All right. Uh, yeah, this is about evaluation for them. Five, six wins. Okay, good. Just, just for me, don't get too many wins that it disrupts what you're trying to do draft-wise. Because even though this is, which is crazy, right? Even though this is his fifth year, the Giants are still trying to figure out what Daniel Jones is, just like the Jets are trying to figure out what Zach Wilson is. They're still trying to figure it out. So it's about what happens with Daniel Jones. It's always about the quarterbacks, ladies and gentlemen. In the National Football League, that's what it is. It's always about the quarterbacks. And, Tim, I agree with you. It was too much to give up for Donovan Mitchell. It's just too much. I mean, did I want to see him on the team? Yes. What, if he had nothing but draft choices when you gave, up, gave him up, I would have been okay with that. But draft choices and players – and I realize I don't have the I don't have a lot of talent on my team. I get that, but you know you get the point. You you get to think that you know what Danny Ainge, the former Celtic, he, he wasn't he wasn't giving them to the Knicks anyway. He, he didn't want to be bothered. He didn't want to be bothered. Doug's in Long Island. What's up, Doug? Where are you, Larry? Chuck D says hello. Don't and, talk, I say, uh, hey. Yeah, he's gonna get in with you, man. You have some good callers. The gentleman Jose, two back, and I'm gonna echo something. To just well, echo. I talked to Marvin Jones a lot. He's a good friend. Mm. He agrees with you, and he agrees with that gentleman. And you do have to remember that teams were really bad. At one point, the Spurs got Tim Duncan. People don't remember that they actually drafted him. And secondly, but I saw Steve with Donovan Mitchell having lunch, and it was so funny. We talked after that, and Steve was like, "Oh yeah, he'd love to come here, Doug, because he's known Donovan forever." Mm-hmm. And he told me himself. You know, you know, it, it's there's some things I won't say on the radio, but right. he said, "Look, Danny was going to from the Knicks get six picks, the four that Steve left you, the, the few that Leon has from Scott. He was going to get six picks. He wanted R.J. and Corey Grimes. I mean, I know everybody likes Stephen A. I love him. I respect the guy. He's crying, screaming, oh my God! But you know what would have happened?" Donovan knows this. Julius is the motto. Donovan's a great player, and he is only 6'1". I looked at him. Steve is 6'1". They're the same height. Mm-hmm. I looked at this, and I said, man, he's going to come here, and we might get to an AC. And then he will get to one playoff round, and the fans will implode. You gave up everything for him. RJ was going to be an all-star. This one, you, you know what you're going to do. As a GM, I'm, my brother could not win enough games to stay here, and I'm glad he stepped down because of that was crazy. I didn't want him to, but I knew his model is working now. Leon is following it. Do not crash the car because you're in traffic. Steve left you with four first-round picks, a great GM, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Mitch Robinson, and he also had, remember this, Marquise Morris, and Portis, which, who they decide not to keep. But the model is now not the previous model. Blow it up just to get an A seed so you don't get fired. I mean, what, what is that? If you're a GM, you put – this program is put in your hands, and you say, sir, to Mr. Dolan or whatever, I'm not going to crash the car. If it gets bad, I'll step away. But I won't wreck your franchise so I can get the job again for three years. Steve said this shelf life in the job in New York is two to three years. He knew that going in. And after Phil, he said it was about four months. So that's all I have to say. And thank you, Larry. Great show. Great callers. All right, Doug. Thanks so much. And that, of course, is uh, that's Doug Mills, brother of Steve Mills, who did um, had some 
good and bad times with the Knicks. They had some good and bad times there as uh, you know, a general manager. But um, you know, listen, that's that's the way it goes. Okay. And and you know that it's gonna be a really, really tough situation when you're trying to um, you know, do all do all the stuff you can do to try to get your team back on track. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Hey, football fans, sign up for Cover Five, a free to play pick 'em game for season long fun, and compete against your friends, your rivals, and your favorite ESPN hosts. Pick five games each week, and the best score against the spread throughout the regular season will win one thousand dollars. Weekly prizes, a hundred dollars, will also be awarded. Join the ninety eight seven ESPN League with code NY twenty two on the Cover Five app and CoverFive.com. This is easy as one, two, three. Visit ESPNNewYork.com for full contest details. Details.